0: Hello and welcome back to the 3D Parent Podcast. I'm recording this morning from rainy Seattle. So if you hear some rain in the background, that's why. So anyways, today we're going to be talking about homework and when homework has become a struggle, when homework has become a relationship issue between you and your child, If homework is not an issue at your home, then you can go ahead and jump on to the next episode of my podcast. But for the rest of us, those who have struggled when it came to supporting our kids who have found homework to be a real struggle in your household, this is the episode you've been waiting for. This is something I know very well because I used to struggle tremendously when it came to supporting my kids with their homework, particularly with my firstborn. As I've already shared on my podcast, I used to be an elementary school teacher. I taught for seven years in public schools before becoming a parent. And of all the things having to do with parenting, the thing that I thought that I would be able to handle the best, that would be the least struggle, was anything having to do with education or supporting my child in their education. And surprise, surprise, my firstborn child showed me that that was not the case, that this was going to be an area where I would really have to do some learning and some growing So I'll tell you a bit about my story before I delve in to support you in ending your family's homework hassles. So for me, I thought this would be pretty easy. And in the early years, before my child had homework, it was fun. We'd incorporate learning into just our everyday activities, and it wasn't really an issue. When homework first was introduced to my daughter in kindergarten, initially she was thrilled and excited and thought it was really fun to do homework. And it was pretty easy for her and she kind of breezed through it. But as she got a little bit older into first, second, third grade, it became more of a daily struggle. Now, in the first couple of years of my daughter's schooling, she had a homework packet that would come home on Mondays and it was due on Friday. So if there were days that she was really resistant, we could put it off and do it another day. But then I would typically end up with a big challenge come Thursday night when it was all due on Friday and she had to get through more pages. So we kind of tried a lot of different ways to try and make homework be less of a struggle, but I was always very much a part of the picture. I very much had to stay present and next to my daughter and coax her through each and every step of homework. And as she got older and as the homework got a little bit more lengthy or complicated or challenging, her resistance to it grew, as did my frustration And it was finally my husband who called me out one night when I was just in a complete state of frustration dealing with this daily struggle. I'd thrown my hands up and I'd said to my husband, this is you, this is your struggle. I can't take this on. It is becoming too much of a stress and strain between me and my firstborn daughter. And he looked at me, he said, you know what the problem is? You care a lot more about her homework than she does. And he was completely right. I had made it all about me. I had somehow put this in this category of I was going to get judged or I was going to be a bad parent if my child's homework wasn't done, if it wasn't done to my standards, and if it wasn't turned in on time. I had a lot of my own ego wrapped up in my child's performance on her homework. So that was definitely a big piece of what I had to check myself on. Also, by third grade, I was still way too over-involved in the process, and my daughter was really good at pushing all of my buttons, and I let her. I completely gave her all the power in the situation, and I would get myself all wound up into a tizzy while she was laying on the floor crying and demanding to get my help with every step of the situation, and I completely would give into it, or I would get myself so frustrated that I would end up yelling or threatening my child and parenting in a way I was not wanting to parent. So this is when I had to check myself and take a step back and look at what was going on. First and foremost, I was absolutely letting that homework become a relationship problem between me and my daughter. It was impacting our relationship and that is just not worth it. Second of all, I was not really looping in my child's teacher. I was not communicating with her that this was a real struggle for my daughter and that every night was a stressful meltdown to get homework done. And that was a mistake. I needed to loop in my daughter's teacher because she was definitely going to be a big part of the solution. And so what I did at that point was I made the decision at this time, Gwyneth Paltrow and her husband announced that they were getting divorced. And they did so if you remember saying that they were consciously uncoupling. And I borrowed that and threw a little humor and emailed my daughter's teacher. And I said, I'm here to let you know that I am consciously uncoupling from my daughter when it comes to her homework. And we got a good chuckle out of that. And I shared with her the struggle that we had been going through and how I recognized that I was basically playing into this struggle. And I needed to take a step back and let my child struggle without joining her in that I could be empathetic, I could be a support and resource to her, but I was not going to fall prey to these antics and make it a relationship problem. If she needed to have frustration expressed around homework, that was fine, but I did not need to add to it and fuel the flame by joining her in her frustration." So I emailed her teacher and I let her know that I was stepping back. I was consciously uncoupling and I wasn't sure what was going to come about. And so I told my daughter's teacher that I was just going to use this as an experiment and let the teacher know that she should keep an eye on it to know what was going on. And we could kind of communicate between the two of us and see what happened. And so then I went through a bunch of steps to help you get out of this, be stuck in with your child. But I set her up for success in terms of letting her know when the homework could happen. I gathered together all of her supplies in a way I'll share with you in a minute. And I uh, just said, it's yours. I'm not going to be joining you in this struggle anymore. You know when you can get homework done. You have all the materials you need to get the homework done. It's up to you whether or not you're going to get it done and the amount of effort you're going to put into doing your homework. And I just gave it to her. And she had this look of shock on her face when I delivered this news to her. It was not when she had already been in the middle of a fit. I did it kind of proactively, kind of like, guess what? We're doing something new about homework and I'm removing myself from the equation unless you need my help. And it's a justifiable need for help, not something like you need me to sit by you to kind of coax you through every step and join you in the frustration and I was completely prepared, and I prepared my daughter's teacher for this to be a huge wake up call. And that my daughter, I was sure, was going to be failing and not turning in her homework or not getting it done or turning in completely unsatisfactory work. I was convinced that was going to happen. And guess what? The exact opposite happened. The day that I removed myself from the homework meltdown equation, My daughter became an independent learner when it came to her homework. She rarely threw fits anymore, or if she did, I would just be empathetic and say, gosh, I'm really sorry. I know you didn't want to do homework. You know, let me know if there's anything I can do to help make it easier for you. But at this point, you're on your own. I'm giving you everything you need. Come to me if you have a specific question. And I would kind of just let her work through that discomfort of having to do something you don't want to do. And when there's so many other things that'd be more fun, you have to get that homework done. The key thing here was that I made my daughter more accountable to herself and accountable to her teacher, not to me. Because the reality was, as a third grader, failing at homework, failing to get homework turned in on time or with quality work, that is a safe risk. That is a low stakes risk. This is when you want your child to kind of experience some hardships, some failures when it comes to their learning, because it's going to benefit them in the long run. If you're going to constantly sit there and nag your child and sit by them and get involved in the homework or castle every single night, when is it going to become their job? You certainly don't want to be doing this as they're approaching middle school or high school, or if they're going to go on to college, like who's going to be there to help them then? They have to develop these independent skills at younger ages than you might be currently approaching this from so that they can eventually end up to be independent learners who are responsible to their own work and accountable to themselves and their teachers, not to you. So doing this in younger elementary school is really what I'm going to advise here. And I'll go forward to say that my daughter, really, her learning really skyrocketed after this. She became much more willing to take risks in her learning. She didn't always get everything turned in on time, but the majority of the time she did. She certainly did as soon as I turned it over to her. And then through the years, she's now a sophomore in high school. She completely does her homework for herself. And when she does ask for help, it's justifiable help. It's because something has become too complex or something that she needs our input on or she's required to get her input on. Other than that, it's on her. And when she struggles, she knows how to advocate for herself. She knows how to get help for herself. She knows the resources available to her. And when she has those failures, when she doesn't do her work on time or she's procrastinated, that's on her. She doesn't have anybody else to kind of bail her out. She knows that she has to take responsibility and talk to her teachers, tell them, you know, I didn't plan well. I fell behind. I need some support. Is there any way I can get an extension? But that's not on me. That's on her. And she's learned now. And her adolescence to take responsibility. But it started the second I took a step back and I consciously uncoupled from her in this way. Hey there, parents. Are you tired of feeling like your kids are in charge at home, negotiating, demanding, and generally calling all the shots? Well, then I have a free resource for you called 10 Steps to Get Back in Charge of Your Kids. Just click the link below to download your own copy. Let's get you back in the driver's seat. Your solutions for ending your child's homework hassles. I came up with this system inspired by a book written by Dr. John Roseman. He wrote this book called Ending Homework Hassles. It has some good resources, but it's pretty basic. He, what I'm borrowing and I was inspired by was what he calls the ABCs and ABC includes an apostrophe S. And I included that because there is a meaning behind the letter S. So this system of how to kind of get your homework to be less stressful in your home falls into these letters. So A, A stands for all by myself. Kids need to learn at a young age that they can do their homework all by themselves. If you keep on jumping in to help your child and hold their hand, you're basically communicating to them that you don't think they can do it on their own. That doesn't help them with their growth. That doesn't help them building this capacity to be resilient learners. So if you keep on going in and bailing your child out, they're not going to have that confidence that they can do it by themselves. And you want to set them up so they learn how to do it all by themselves. Now, when you have a very young child who's just getting homework for the first time, sure, go ahead and support them, stay really present to them, set them up for success, and then back off. So those younger grades, the kindergarten, the first grade, second grade, if your child has homework at those grades, it's really not about the content that they're practicing necessarily because there's been so many studies about homework not necessarily being essential for kids learning other than setting up good study habits. The one area that they have been able to point to homework helping kids a bit is math and reading. And those are the areas that my children at least primarily have a little bit of extra work. So not to get into the big debate about should our kids have homework at this time, I just thought I'd throw that out there as an aside. My children do have homework starting in about a few months into kindergarten. And so this is part of what we do in our household to kind of make that be as successful as possible. So set your kids up for success. As I said, one of the things I did for my daughter when I backed off from the support, part of the struggle every night was her to A, locate her homework, When she had homework packets, uh, she would have them home for a week. And who knows where it would end up. Sometimes it would be on a table. Sometimes it would be on a desk. Sometimes I will have picked up a pile of papers and we couldn't find it. So part of the frustration began with just trying to locate the homework, followed by, where are my supplies? I need a pencil, 0 to 90 colored pencils. I need a ruler. I need some scissors. I need a glue stick. Where are all these supplies? So spending all this time walking around the house, trying to locate these supplies was a problem. Even though I had them relatively well organized in kind of craft areas, just the act of having to gather the supplies needed to actually do the homework was another source of frustration. So I did one of my favorite parenting hacks was I created what I call a homework survival kit. Now you can find the information and kind of materials needed and pictures of my family's homework kits on my website on the3dparent.com. There's a downloadable little one sheet with a picture of the homework kit that I made for my daughter this year, and you can make one for yourself. This has been a lifesaver for my family and also has made my firstborn daughter more excited when I created this for her because she knew, okay, that struggle is removed from me. And when she had a homework packet, it would live inside the homework survival kit. So getting a box that's big enough, I used a craft box that's about 12 by 12, and inside of it, I filled... Build it with all the materials you'd need. Pencils, pencil sharpeners, crayons, colored pencils, rulers extra sheets of paper, everything that she would need. And plus, I included a couple little helpful reminders. When my kids were younger and sometimes they forget which direction a certain letter was written, I had a little guide on how to write your different letters, uppercase and lowercase. I had a numbers chart. When my kids got a little bit older, I put a multiplication table on there, just little resources that would be helpful for my children so they wouldn't have to constantly come ask for help or say they couldn't remind or just decrease the frustration when it came to those types of supports. I also, on the top of the box, put little reminders like when things were due, when library books were due to go back in the backpack, to be returned to the school library, what night homework had to be turned in, things like that, little reminders. So again, my child could be more independent when it came to her homework. So the next thing you want to do is kind of identify your child, the time frame in which homework can be accomplished. So you can let your child know, like, here's the window or have a routine time where it gets done. Make sure that there's a quiet, distraction-free space where they can get it done. It doesn't have to be alone in their own room. It's fine for you to be in the same physical presence with your child, but you don't want to have to be there holding their hand through the process. If your child really is needing some connection time, sure, go ahead and say, you know, I'm going to get an email return. I'll sit down next to you on this table while you're doing your homework. That's not a problem. Staying present to your child is not the issue. It's sitting there to be the one holding your hand through every step of the process. So setting up a time, a space, giving them the materials needed, creating a homework survival box, all can be really helpful for your child to be able to be independent and help with that A, all by myself. The B is back off. And this, as I've already made clear, is so key. You need to get out of the picture in terms of being the person that's there nagging your child. Come on, you got to get your homework done. Have you gotten your homework done? What do you have to do tonight? Take a look. Get started. Go, go, go. When you sit there nipping at your child's heels, trying to get them to do their homework and nagging them, you're not actually helping them. You need to kind of present them with all the things, all the circumstances to make it be successful and then back off and let them do it. If your child is doing homework where you're not located or you're busy kind of washing dishes or something and they need help, have them go through the step of actually coming to you versus them calling you to come to them. If they have to take the extra effort to come seek you out, if they actually do need justifiable help, they actually do need a little support, something is a little confusing for them. If you ask them to make the effort to come to you, sure, I'm available. Come to me if you have a question. Sometimes I'll make the choice to, okay, you know what, I'll just dig a little deeper and try and figure this out on my own rather than having to, walk up the stairs or walk downstairs or go travel into another room to find you to get that help. When they have to take that step to actually come and find you, they sometimes find it within themselves to kind of find a solution on their own. We want to have kids develop this own sense of initiative that does not require so much support from parents unless it's really warranted. Now, kids sometimes do get frustrated with their homework, and that can sometimes trigger a lot of feelings of frustrations, that meltdown, that overwhelm, that tantrum, those tears that might need to happen. Don't rush in to try and help your child when they sound frustrated. Give them a little space to kind of sit in that discomfort. If they seem really upset, it's fine to go and comfort your child and be empathetic, Again, you're not there though to bail them out. You're just there to be a support and empathetic. And I know this is really, really hard. Maybe you can make a suggestion, take a little break and then come back later, but you're not there to fix or bail them out from this discomfort, a frustration they may be feeling. They also might be unloading some frustration they've been carrying around through the day and they're using homework as this place to kind of vent those frustrations. So you don't need to bail them out from that either. It's okay to be a support to your child and recognize they may need to have a place to kind of let those emotions flow and homework might be that place for your child. So the C of the ABCs, call it quits. Know when it's time to say when. You should keep in mind that it's not normal for your child to be going on extended periods of time to do homework. Your teacher should hopefully give you a guideline for what is an appropriate amount of time to spend on homework. If they have not let you know this, then feel free to ask them. Or you can use the rule of thumb that I used to use, about 10 minutes per grade level. So that means in first grade about 10 minutes, in second grade about 20 minutes, in third grade about 30 minutes, and so on. In addition to oftentimes you'll have kind of nightly reading that your child has. So kind of use that rule of thumb. If your child is in second grade and it's taking them 45 minutes to accomplish their homework, There might be something going on there. So, know when to call it quits and tell your child, you know what, you've been doing your homework here for 45 minutes. That's enough time. We're going to stop there. And you go ahead and tell your child, cut them off. That might make your child panic and be worried. Oh my gosh, my homework's not done. That's okay. You can go ahead and you could shoot off a quick email to your child's teacher and say, you know, I cut my child off. Homework was very frustrating last night, and I stopped my child after 45 minutes of struggling with a page so that my child knows that you know that and is not stressed out that the homework is not finished. And then you guys can check in and see why it was maybe so difficult for your child. You want to bring in reinforcements. The reinforcement that I encourage you to bring in is the teacher. Again, if your child is accountable to themselves and the teacher and not to you, it's not gonna become a relationship problem. So calling it quits is something I would suggest doing if your child seems overwhelmed, shut down and stressed out. If this happens with a lot of regularity, that's really important for you to know and for your teacher to know. One of the things I want to kind of interject here before I get to my final ABC, the S, the apostrophe S, is communicating with your teacher is really important. Teachers do not want their students stressed out, crying, having a lot of problem when it comes to homework at home. They need to know this for many reasons. There may be something going on for your child on an academic learning level. If your child is struggling academically, we all need to be looped in so we can be part of the solution. Maybe there is something going on for your child, a learning difference that warrants investigation, that warrants perhaps a diagnosis and support and accommodations. So if we're all seeing some similar things, some frustration, there may be something going on for your child that needs to be identified also there could be something going on for your child in terms of frustration at school. So communicating that a lot of frustration is coming up every single day and it's coming out during homework time, but maybe there is something going on in the classroom. Communicating with your child's teacher is very important for that reason. So getting to the root of what's causing this homework frustration is really important. The other thing, another learning difference worth mentioning is the homework might be too easy or not challenging enough for your child. I've been through both Sides of these struggles. I have children who have learned differences that have been diagnosed, and we have supports, and homework has been accommodated a little bit differently for my kids during different periods of time. And I also have a child on the other side where homework is too easy and not challenging, and I was getting a lot of frustration around homework time because it was not challenging and engaging. And so, in both those cases, I communicated with my children's teachers, and they were part of the solution, and they've been very willing to help support my child and providing, in some cases, the amount amount. amount of work could be reduced because for my child and the amount of time it took them to complete their work and because of a learning difference, it made more sense to maybe do every other math problem than a whole sheet of math problems. For another one of my children that needed extra challenge, she has some alternative homework assignments that are more challenging and engaging. And homework is not something that she dreads because she hates it because it's boring and now it's something she's engaged in and she's being able to kind of get an extra boost of challenge in her work that she loves. And now homework rather than being this dreadful thing as a first grader has turned into something exciting. And in both cases, looping in my children's teachers was a huge part of that solution. So knowing when to call it quits and also knowing when it's time to communicate with the teacher. That's the other C, communicate. Okay, so then the last part of the ABC is the apostrophe S. S stands for save the screens. Save the screens until after homework is completed. So I don't recommend that you just say, oh yeah, when your homework is done, you can have your screens because then you may get a kid that races through homework without a lot of effort to try and get to their screen time. I definitely recommend you setting up a limited amount of screen time or maybe even saving screen time for the weekends. I will go into screen time, I promise, at a future episode. But if you do allow your child some amount of screen time on a school night, a night when they have homework, I would set a time frame when there's been enough time to get homework accomplished with a reasonable amount of effort. Also, if you have things like family chores, something else I encourage you to do, something else I will address at a future episode, any type of a Practice that needs to happen. Maybe your child uh, studies an instrument and they have to be doing a certain amount of practice. So the screens happen after those things have been accomplished. And ideally, after there's been some snacks, some free play time. All those things can happen before homework happens. I don't require that my children walk in the door and immediately put down the backpacks and get to work on their homework, and I do not encourage you to do either. They've been at school. They need time to reconnect with you. They need time to have a snack. They may need a little time to play or draw or color or just have some fun time. So feel free to kind of allow that freedom, but not the screen. Going from screen to homework is really, really hard because screens, as we know, have this real addictive quality. And being excited to do your homework or read a book after you've been on a screen, that just doesn't happen. Unfortunately, screens have this power over kids that just make it so that it anything else can sometimes pale in comparison. Again, we'll go into screens in more detail at a future time. But keep that in mind when it comes to your kids and homework, that homework following a period of screens is gonna be really, really hard for your kids to get focused in on. So I definitely recommend that if you do allow screens in your household on school nights it definitely happens after the homework is done. So I hope this has been helpful. As I said before, I have this downloadable resource on my website at the 3dparent.com. You can find a little one-sheet PDF on how to make your own homework survival kit for your kids as well as a picture of the one that I created for my daughter this year. And I really hope that it can help your family get through a struggle that you may be currently experiencing with homework in your household. And remember, don't make it a relationship problem for you and your child. If need be, consciously uncouple from your child when it comes to their homework. Thanks so much for joining me again on the 3D Parent Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in this week to the 3D Parent Podcast. I hope it has provided you with the inspiration you need for building stronger relationships with your children and trusting your instincts when it comes to parenting. If you have a parenting question you'd like answered on the podcast, or if you'd like one-on-one parent coaching, head over to the3dparent.com and click the contact tab to send me your question. If today's discussion empowered your parenting, please be sure to subscribe to the show, leave a rating and a review. Also, I'd love to connect with you on social media. So take a screenshot, share it on your Instagram stories and tag me at the 3D I look forward to meeting you here again next week on the 3D Parent Podcast.